Hey, Neil. Yo, what's up? What do you call a Spanish point guard who tried to play at Target Center on Monday night? I don't know. What? Slick Rick. Welcome to episode 45 of Wolves Cast. The podcast that keeps going and going and going and going and going, pounding and pounding and pounding, grinding and grinding. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're back with another show. So good to see you all, or hear you all, or just the opposite. (laughs) Just know you're listening to us. Absolutely. Back with another week of Wolves Cast. Tibbs likes to live his life the Energizer Bunny way. Just keep going and going and going and going and going and going and going. That's how it's going to be the next five years. I'm ready for that. <laughs> as long as we keep pounding and pounding and pounding. Grinding. 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 Pounding. Welcome back, everybody. We had a fun week. Timberwolves have been continuing their streak of playing pretty well. Got some wins. Always fun to watch this team. I'm looking forward to this next week. We've got four games in between this time and next podcast. That's right. Somehow this week uh, was a strange week. Only got two. We had two. Two two games uh, this week uh, to talk about due to the snafu at Target Center with the ice. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that many times, I'm sure. uh, We'll come up. During this show. Yes, indeed it will. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. You know, we never shout out the new people, Scott. We get, they're, they're, we have to, you know, I think we have a core bunch of folks who are coming back for more every single week. But we have to know that there are some people who are here for their first time. What, what, what would you tell them they're in store for? I would tell them that they are in store for about 53 minutes of talking about a, a team that usually loses, but currently is winning. I think they're in store for me getting worked up about things that don't really matter, ultimately. And, uh, Are we talking about the refs? And so I'm like, uh, you're going to be surprised at the production quality of our different sound drops. All right, all right, yeah. You know, I like that. You do a good job with those. Um, thanks for listening to us, whether it's your first time or whether it is your 45th time listening to this show. You can find us on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. If this is your first time, have you're going to have a good weekend doing chores and like just bombing your way through our archive. You know, it's fun. Just put it up on, you know, that one time speed, two time speed. Yeah, and relive the history. Hey, sometimes I I listen to our (laughs) podcast when I'm really smacked at night playing Star Wars Battlefront. You know, it's a good good audio companion. All right, good to know. Uh, But yes, thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to talk about uh, what happened this week in Timberwolves basketball. Uh, We have a wonderful sponsor. Um, We are going to uh, have um, a little power rankings segment here today that was suggested from a fan so yes a little power rankings uh we'll do weekly wolfies and we'll play a game and uh that's what we normally do on this show let's go let's dig right into it scott let's start uh with the game that happened uh last saturday this is what i'm talking about San Antonio. a tough schedule all the way out is that uh yeah Man, we got to play the Spurs twice. Ooh. I mean, this is the first yeah. time. You we know? got a whole bunch of games against the Rockets left, two games yeah. against the Warriors left. So many games still to come. Right. Lots of them against playoff game, playoff teams. So We're hitting the Warriors at the right time. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, they're like two and three in their last five. <laughs> but the Spurs, you know. Oh, Spurs. Always so good. Yes, the shark, the shark to puss. 
Kawhi. Oh, man, what a monster. I mean, it's, stealing it. Something had to end Wiggins' run of 20 point games. You know, he had that long streak, the longest in franchise history, longest wow. in the NBA. Yeah. And then when his streak fell, Towns' streak became the longest in the NBA. Oh, yeah. So now, now he's rolling. Towns is probably going to supplant Wiggins' streak here in a game. Yeah. Or two, yeah. 20 the way he's playing. Games of uh, 20 points or less or, or more uh, scored. Uh, you know, Wiggins and Towns both had, uh, what, like 17, 18 around there. And then Wiggins right here in this game dropped it, so Towns is keep, <laughs> keeping the streak alive. Um, but yeah, the Wolves uh, lost the game uh, 97-90 to um, against the Spurs. A good game, though. I think uh, pretty pretty good showing for the Wolves against uh, the, the consummate uh, you know top team in the West most years in, yeah. in the Spurs. They have a great defense. They really Ooh. locked us down. And... Uh... You know, that's, you got to respect them. They are good for that reason. So, uh, Ricky had a triple double, um, which, you know, burst of the year. He doesn't get, he doesn't care about if it's in a loss. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to see all of his tri- uh, career triple doubles if they result in wins or losses. Yeah. His first career triple double, also against the Spurs. I was there for it. And maybe Ricky is just trying super hard against the Spurs. Something about Tony Parker, maybe? That, uh, I think know. that's some of it, you know. I think, uh, you know, it could be a little Getting audition. Getting older. A little audition. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, come I get see. Me. Come get me. I'm ready. Yeah, everybody wants to talk about how Ricky would be great on the Spurs. And so you're saying he's he's playing up a little bit. I'm just, he's you playing know, well. I want Ricky to, you know, be with the Timberwolves forever, Neil. Yeah. But uh, if he has to go somewhere, San Antonio would be a good spot for him. Yeah, I think it was mostly a good game for the Wolves, especially in the first half. Um, we're going to talk more about the defense later on in the show, but this was, especially in that first half, was another great defensive effort, holding um, the Spurs to 14 points in the first quarter. That's the fewest they've scored in the first quarter uh, for the Spurs this season, and, and they have a wonderful offense, so uh, that that was encouraging. You know, the Kawhi is incredible. They have Aldridge, who's pretty much unstoppable for how high he shoots the ball from the mid-range and stuff. They have a lot of guys who are hard to stop, and they did a good job holding him in check. I think after their win on Wednesday night, last night, uh, they now have uh, 18 consecutive seasons of 50 wins or more. Wow. 18 consecutive years, 50 wins in the bank every year. That's like the Mavs. I can't imagine. Incredible. Can't imagine that. That's crazy. Um, but yes, uh, I think the Wolves did a good job continuing the success they had in Utah um, the game pri- pri- uh, prior to this um, and brought in the San Antonio. They couldn't pull out the win, though. That's hard to do out there. The Spurs are rolling. They're playing really well. Scott, anything else to say about the Spurs game? This is, uh, you know, it's hard to take two games out of two against the Spurs, but what you do is you come in there for this game and you kind of like, you know what, guys, maybe you don't have to fly quiet up to Minnesota for the trip or something like that, you know? I've seen <laughs> yeah, it happen before yeah, where Duncan's yeah. not bringing up the full squad to Minnesota. He rarely brings the full squad to Minnesota. Yep, Pop, Pop's known to rest them. Yeah, especially, like I said, for the Minnesota games in particular, man, for the longest time, it was like, if you bought tickets to go see the Spurs at the Target Center, you are lucky to see one of like Manu, Tony, or or Tim, you know? All right, let's move on to Wednesday night's game. What a thriller. Yes, at home against the Clippers. Wolves had like five nights off. <laughs> yeah, we had the advantage of being well-rested. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, it's one of those things they talk about in baseball. Like, it doesn't matter how often your relief pitcher throws, you should take into account, like, how often you get them like, to stand up and throw okay. some pitches in the yeah, bullpen. Warmed up, get them warmed up counts, too. It counts, too. And that's what I'm saying. Like, how much of them, like, preparing to get into the game day thing? Like, they're... You know, if I go work out, I have like an hour before I have like a bunch of like things I do. Like at this time, I'm going to have like a coffee. Yeah, they did the whole routine. That's what I'm saying. They spend the whole day, yeah, yeah, the nap, the stretching, (laughs) you know, the getting loose and all of that. And then just to have it like taken away at the very end, uh, you know, it is, they didn't have to play a game, but 
probably felt like a day at work for them. Yeah, it's like know? a quarter of a game or something like that, uh, health wise. But or for uh, Adrian Payne, an entire game. Oh, Hey-oh! Adrian Payne jokes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, Absolutely. Payne. I'm happy he's back. Man. He's back. He's healthy. He doesn't have the blood thing going on anymore, I guess, or at least it's been uh, somewhat resolved. So good to see him healthy. Um, Shabazz got the start in this game. Yeah, Wolves win 107 91. That was Boom. great. Yeah, uh, just to say, just to just say, yeah, Shabazz starting due to Brandon Rush being sick, mm-hmm. out with uh, something. I don't know what he's out with. Uh, uh, ear infection? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was. He was just cold from the chili Target Center. Thanks for know. listening to Wolves Cast, everybody. The yeah. really informed podcast that knows about yeah, your favorite we're, team. We're bringing you all the news, all the details. I was really happy to beat the Clippers, though, because Amazing. I hate this team. This team is a bunch of whiners and unlikable people. You know? you know, they're clearly the most hateable team in the league, I think, league-wide. You know, even though they have been beating us over and over and over again for years and years, the Wolves had lost yeah. nine in a row at Target Center to the Clippers uh, before this win. So, yeah, we don't like them, but I think league-wide, people don't like them. They complain way too much. They're, like they're the, known as that. They're the anti-Spurs, you know? <laughs> it's the, the dichotomy between these two games. Because, yeah, like, they're not the, the they, professionals. They are not professionals at all. They can't <laughs> handle themselves on the court. They're always whining about every single thing, and every one of them whines. It's not like... It's just like they got one or two big babies. But, well, they used to have big they babies. They used to have a literal uh, one, yeah. But, like, Doc is such a complainer. It starts at the top of Doc. Like, That's where it starts, I think. Even though I think CP3 would be able to do this somewhere else, it starts with their coach. Yeah, it, the coach is really, because, like... NGM. You have a good coach that you could tell CP3 to knock it off. But, like, CP3 is also just so offensive about, like, how... Like, it used to be something... I know, I guess I am still annoyed by it a little bit. But, like, it used to be something that was, like, ain't, like you know deplorable but like now it's like almost a point of parody they've reached the yeah. point where it's like funny where it's just like so comical that they're playing into their stereotype over and over again <laughs> and it's just like yeah maybe this is funny but like cp3 got an argument with tibbs during this game like it was going over and yelling at tibbs and like yeah blake uh got in a little skirmish with uh with gorgie after after a little uh under the hoop battle right there blake doesn't want none of that <laughs> i'd say gorgie in that fight i mean blake Blake punched a guy last year and broke his hand and was out for two months. Do you think that guy can fight? Come on. I love how Dunn and Wiggins flew in to defend G. Man, that's, in between. that's what you need, that team chemistry. That's what we want to see is like them coming in and flying in and being like, hey, you're not touching Gorgie. Get you away, know? get away. Yeah, well, that's just like a good sort of like, I got your back, no matter what the well, situation. that's what I'm saying. It's a sign of good team chemistry. How often have we seen this team over the years where it's like, Gorgie gets knocked down and no one comes to help him yeah, up or something like that. Yeah, there was an incident earlier in the season, and I forget what it was, but some guy went down and like no one came to his aid. Right. It was like, huh? Like, what's happening here? That's what I'm saying. When you have teams with good chemistry, they do that little stuff for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Clippers, end of the day, they're just jerks. I love uh, Jim Pete said at the second quarter mark, or in the second quarter, he said, Austin's got his dad's complaining gene, evidently. Ha, ha, ha. Whole team does. Yeah, that's the truth, man. And they're they're taking their they're taking their notes from uh, from Doc. At one point, Blake took a flop against Ricky and got like fell to the ground, and Ricky got called for it. And I was just thinking, what's worse for Blake here, being called for flopping or being known as a guy who gets knocked on his ass by Ricky Rubio? You know? Yeah, Ricky pushed him down. Like, and then I okay, think... man, you got the foul, but now you're known as a guy that can get pushed over by Ricky Rubio. I'd really know? like to know what Blake said in that situation because it was clearly a matter of like Blake went down and then had words for Ricky because they had the close-up shot of Ricky and he kind of like turned around surprised and right. seemed to be offended. So I wonder if... 
you know, Blake had some disparaging remarks there, you know, and I don't know what he said, but I'd like to think of Blake as, even though he might be, a, you know, someone who complains a lot and might be a little whiny, I'd like to think of him as a progressive type of guy, you know, he's he's into comedy, he's in, he's on Broad City, he's, it seems just like he's like a forward-thinking man, maybe, but I don't know what he might have said to Ricky to get him to turn around like, what? Because it had to be more than something, because yeah. if it's just general trash talk, it's like, whatever. But, you know, it just felt like it was, it felt like it might have taken it an extra step. So, I don't know what that was, but Ricky was upset with Blake. Yeah, these guys are jerks. I, bet, I think they're just angry because they know this, like, team is never going to go anywhere as it's currently kind of, sti- like, they're mm. never going to get to the, they're never even the going to get to. The reality is setting they're in. They're never going to get to the conference finals. And not only that, the reality that they're all going to just resign with the Clippers. Like, CP3, <laughs> we'll Redick, yeah. Blake, they're we'll, all like, we'll yeah, we're back. just going to keep redoing this because we love living in L.A. We like good money. And we win, like, 50 games a year. But it's just like. You guys are just, like, there's no future for you. And, I mean, you got Austin Rivers locked into money. Uh, I think CP3 is just going to stick with the Clippers forever, though. Here's my take. I think you should. CP3 doesn't care about winning titles. He just wants to get Stockton's assist record. (laughs) And how do you do that? You have, like, nobody. There's no team. Like, Lob City. Yeah, exactly. Lob (laughs) City. That's how you do it. That's how you do it, indeed. Um what else from this game? Wolf played really well throughout. CP3 hit that uh, that court, the half court shot at the buzzer oh, at yeah, halftime. Yeah. That was freaky. He like uh, he like it was like a floater, right? He it wasn't even like a heave. He was kind of right. just like a floater. It was really weird how he shot it. it. Really surprised Wiggins. Wiggins was right there. Right. He defended him well, but he kind of, just like the way he shot it kind of took him by surprise. I think so. I thought that might be again going back to what we talked about last season. How like no lead safe, and you always think yeah. the Wolves are gonna blow it. Like you feel like moments like that are like momentum changing mm-hmm. like what do you do at that point like oh it's halftime and you hit that shot like oh what does this mean because it like cut it to three or something going into the half or cut it to five or something going into the half so right i thought that was gonna be a cha- uh you know a turning moment in the game but it, it didn't end up being that and the wolves hung on to win they're slowly chipping away i think at at that fear that we have of the yeah. of the fourth quarter comeback, like I feel like the wolves are getting more solid with it. We're gonna need a lot more exposure. Um, we're gonna need more of that. Yeah. <laughs> we need a lot more of that. Uh, good day, good game for Chris Dunn. Good game for Tyus. Yeah, uh, they both had good minutes. It's always fun to see Chris Dunn hitting three pointers. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally. Um, that was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Chris Dunn. Yeah. Jimmy talked about that. How. Might might seem like they're starting to go in. I don't know if I want to go there yet, Jim. But uh, definitely always good to see uh, Chris Dunn hit hit the threes he's taken. I'm excited for the first time Chris Dunn has like a 30 point game in the sports section headline the next day is well done. Well done. Well done. Well done, Chris Dunn. Um, anything else, it. Scott, about the Clipper game? Um, I wanted to say something about the Clipper game. Oh yeah, something about Towns. Towns when he gets finished dunking, whenever it's like a, a highlight dunk. You hear him scream, oh my God! I used to think that it was like him complaining that he got fouled. And sometimes he screams it, it when he gets fouled. Yeah. But sometimes he just makes an awesome he's dunk. He's surprising himself. Yeah, he screams it like, can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Uh, listen for it whenever he makes a big play. It's, yeah. it's hilarious. I also think, you know, contrasting, uh, you know, it's a good time to talk about how, like, you know, we're saying Clippers always complain about the fouls. Towns got so much more mature. He was such a baby at the beginning of the season. He was such a whiner, and he—he's not—he's doing better. He's getting there, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it must be frustrating for him in the second year to still not be getting those things with how well he plays. But when did you get away from them superstar calls, bro? There was some uh, very controversial refing going on in this game. I heard Tibbs one time yell, "Foul! Foul!" Foul! Foul! Come on! Four times he yelled it. It was great. He was 
beside himself, and I also was beside myself watching at home. No, oh, felt like some of them were not good. Um, cool. Let's uh, let's talk about some more big picture things here um, from this week. First of all, let's talk about defense. Defense. Ksh, ksh, defense. Yeah, I've heard that defense is half the game of basketball. Ooh, hot take right there. Yeah, seems like we only <laughs> care about the offense so yeah. often. Yes, so the Wolves are playing much better defense. The Wolves are uh, number one in defensive rating, net rating, and rebound percentage league-wide after the All-Star break. Thanks to John Krasinski for that. Um, that is huge. Uh, you know, obviously, there's only been six, seven games since the All-Star break. It was actually kind of recently. But still, even before that, the Wolves were playing better defensively. Um, they're just holding teams under 100 points. That's a huge thing to kind of look for. Um, obviously, pace comes into that and, and skews out a little bit. But if you can hold a team to 95, you know, 93 points, you have a good chance to win that game. So, you know, the Wolves are really turning the corner in an area that we thought they might be good in all season. So yeah. it's good to see them get there eventually. And it's fun to see that, uh, you know, as dramatic as the start of the season was with all of those losses, mm. it's fun Six to see 18. progress steady, you know? Yeah. Uh, at Talk Hoops, our friend, uh, great point guard as himself, <laughs> tweeted that uh, the Wolves turnaround really happened at Chicago in December because since then they're 20 and 19 and their defensive rating is ninth in the league. Wow. You know? So even if you go back to, you know, way before the All-Star break, we were making the right changes back then. And now it's just getting better and better. So uh, maybe it just takes a little bit of time to get a coach's new system. We were saying yeah. at the beginning of the year, we're like, man, this is so tough. But we said maybe it just needs patience. It's really showing dividends. We always thought, like, man, this team's bad on defense. Tom Thibodeau will at least fix the defense, though. Tibbs, yeah, defense. snap his fingers, and I'll be that. Yeah, well, it took us a little bit longer. Maybe it took us an injury to one of our worst defensive players in Zach Levine. <laughs> and uh, look where we're at now, you know? Yeah, yeah. But another thing that I saw Zach point out on Twitter today is that the Wolves have been better since this game. This is That Chicago game is kind of the unofficial sort of, like, watermark, the I guess, The one where the, the Chicago got out to, like, a 20-point lead in the first quarter, yes. and then we stormed back to Again, win. Yeah, so that happened in, in mid-December. So, that you know, these numbers... From, from since that game includes six weeks of Zach Levine basketball. So although here in the short term, it does seem like the Wolves are fine without Zach and things are going to trade that guy. And who cares? I think in the big picture, when we kind of look back with a little bit more perspective, I think, you know, I think we'll kind of see that this was, you know, just a, a small stretch of games. Yeah, and we're seeing Towns and Wiggins do fundamentally different stuff on defense now. That yes. Being responsible and committing to their defenders and committing to the scheme in ways that they never did with Zach around. It wasn't Zach's fault entirely. You know, it's that uh, we're either trying harder to commit to the scheme or we're just learning it. You know? Yeah, and I think the Wolves, although I think you're right, that they are buoyed by the fact that one of their worst defenders is not in. I think this progression on defense would have happened even if Zach was here right um just maybe not to this extreme level or maybe you wouldn't get some of these wins but uh yes gorgie's finding his groove a little bit <laughs> g9 gorgie playing people. well he's playing you know. well out there yes indeed nobody tells gorgie j what to do yeah so the wolves playing better defense you can notice it on the court too it's beyond the numbers i feel like you can see more activity you see guys scrambling more. You see more um, um, steals and even defensive rebounds turned into transition. And that's just huge for the Wolves. The Wolves have so many players who excel in transition. Ricky's number oh, one yeah, of, of all of them. So it's great when you can turn a, turn a team over or get a D rebound and go the other way with it. And especially when you have Lance being able to throw those full court passes that hey, against the Clippers. You've got another player who can throw touchdown passes full court if you, as long as you got a leaker, right? Yes, um, indeed. 
I think we're not getting killed in transition defense like we did at the beginning of the season. It felt yeah, like we, we gave up like 25 a points a game difference. in transition defense. It's almost defense. like you don't notice it anymore. Right, exactly. I mean, it still yeah. happens from time to time, but for the most part, we go, we get back. and They've really cleaned that up. Exactly. And so it's it's fun. It's fun to watch a good defensive team, everybody. Lord knows we haven't seen enough of it in the past, you know, 15 so years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So defense is better. Keep watching that. Hopefully they can finish out the season. Um, with this type of defense and, and, you know, so that we can look back at this year and kind of see the overall numbers, you know, look maybe closer into the middle of the league of where, where we thought the team would be. You know, you just, you, in order to make the playoffs, you pretty much have to have a top 15 offense, top 15 defense, um, or some sort of combination thereof. And, and so you'd like to see the Wolves kind of get to that so point. You're the Rockets, you can have the best offense and the worst <laughs> defense, but whatever. Yeah, it defense is out. the worst. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Defense is the worst. Well, yeah. Whatever. Um, cool. That is defense uh, for the team right now. It's um, so much fun to watch good defense. Absolutely, very strange to <laughs> see a Timberwolves this team is why, play good team. This is yeah, it's very strange. It's a uh, eerie, but uh, you know, this is the new era. This is why you know we expect these leads to get blown, and we're not blowing them because we're actually defending. That's right. Um, all right, let's talk about the wet court uh, briefly here, Scott. Uh, Neil has a photo on his phone of me looking very unhappy at the Target Center. <laughs> well, I need to post that. We um, attempted to attend the game on Monday night against uh, Portland, but before we got to the game, we saw the tweets about players complaining about the court being a little slick um, and such. So, so I was like, you know, I got done with work, had time to grab a happy hour beer or so yeah. before I hopped on the bus from St. Paul to Minneapolis. I was going to yeah. have the bus take me all the way to the Target Center. It's great, you know. And I'm on the bus ride. It's a long trip to, from St. Paul to Minneapolis when every time yeah. you refresh your Twitter feed, it's game might not happen. Game might not happen. And so I was I was already despairing about it. I mean, it already looked pretty bad from what the Twitter reports yeah, were. Yeah, when like, you got Damon Lillard, Lillard saying, you know, it's unplayable right now. Yeah, well, once I heard that stuff, it was basically like, I'm going to keep – coming to the target center because they haven't called it off officially yet but you know like 15 minutes before they officially called it off i felt like it was officially you need to emotionally off. prepare yourself it just seemed like twitter decided like that this game was over a long time before <laughs> the fans found out you know yeah and, like maybe it's a logistics thing you know I, i'm trying to be understanding because obviously you know they don't want people to show up won't need to be sent home yeah, but they're all trying to get this game in. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, it, it's weird. Um, uh, did we say officially it's because the ice was underneath the arena, uh, if, in case you weren't following this saga? Yeah, uh, Disney no. on Ice was here last weekend, and the Frozen Four, or at least the college hockey tournament, is going on this next weekend next at Target weekend, Center. Yeah. And so they're like, well, just leave the ice underneath the court this whole time, which normally would be fine, but it was like 60 degrees on yeah. Monday. <laughs> Unseasonably and, warm. Right, and so apparently the humidity got in and made the ice you know, start perspiring above the court. <laughs> and so um, weird set of circumstances. Yep, yep. And man, it stinks though to like be in the arena at seven. And like on Twitter, you're like, it's like Tar- Carl Anthony Towns and Ricky are gone already. And the team's like, no official word yet, you know. Yes, very strange to not have the game quite canceled. You have to hear that players are leaving, you know. The, the you got to finish before, your beer real quick. Yeah, yeah. Like you got to, you got, you know, you don't got to go home, but you got to get out of here. And it's like, I have all these hot dogs, man. Very strange experience right there. Um, you know, I think, you know, not many games each season are canceled league-wide to something like this or postponed league-wide, but uh, we happen to be one of them this year, so um, that's that's the deal. So I think one way this could affect the playoff race for a lot of teams is that the very next night, Portland had it was what was supposed to be a back-to-back. 
instead went and beat Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah. Fresh legs. And yeah. If you think they're coming off the end of a, a back-to-back against the Young Wolves, and yeah. they're going to be that fresh against OKC. No. So OKC takes the L. Portland gets the W that they probably wouldn't have gotten. And now the new True. game added to both team schedules is a ba- adds a back-to-back to both Portland and Minnesota. Yes. Makeup game on Monday, April 3rd. That game will be rescheduled. Almost an exact month. March 3rd to April 3rd, right? Yeah, perfect. Um, but yes, if you had tickets, uh, they should have issued you new tickets uh, as well as two complimentary tickets to one of four games um, uh, left here in the season. So you know that's the Timberwolves nice have trouble selling tickets when <laughs> they give everybody two free tickets to a choice of games, including Lakers and Spurs games. So it's not like they're you know. It's also a very nice uh, gesture. I think it's both. You know, they could have. It's both. They could have <laughs> just said, "Here's your tickets to the to the new game," uh, or you know, gave some sort of food voucher, or you know, there's any number of things they could do. And I liked what they did in in the sense that because now you know, we both have two vouchers. There you go. And so. So we can both take our wives. Well, I just like that, you know, instead of just giving you, you know, a little money back or some food thing or a pro shop thing, they give you tickets to a whole other event because I can't make the new makeup game. For like, for me, example, I can't make the makeup event. So it's good because I got tickets to this other game. So that'll be nice for people like me who can't make the new dates. Well, who and, am uh, I going to go with now? Well, we're going to figure it out. Mm. You, the, you the listener. Thinking face emoji. <laughs> you, you the listener. Hand on the chin. Yeah, but uh, yes. No, it is appreciated. Very weird. Um, I appreciate it. It's a good effort. Yeah. And I'm a millennial who's on Twitter. So, of course, I take something that's done in goodwill by a team and I clown <laughs> on it with my cynical jokes you know so we understand that's just part of our generation all right last thing here in headlines scott lance stevenson has signed a new 10-day contract with the team welcome back lance welcome back lance a little more depth to the bench uh we were wrong a couple weeks ago when we said that this uh ankle injury that kept lance out for like three weeks would mark the end of his timberwolves career but instead they just Put him on at the ice. right time, happened yeah. at the right time with the All Star break. Yeah, exactly. That was that was very convenient, and so they just kind of kept him around, and he rehabbed, and uh, well, he played uh, the other night uh, against the Clippers, so he's back, and uh, that's that's good, especially with Brandon Rush being sick um, and stuff like that. So good to have a little bit more um, depth in the bench, and we'll see if uh, Lance can finish out the season with the Wolves and look ahead to possibly a contract for next year. We'll see. Yeah, he's playing well. I mean, he played well in his first game back with the Clippers. Yeah, uh, who knows? You know, I only mean, had like one. Or two like Lance Rogue moments, yeah. But he's making <laughs> too many dribbles. He's making uh, he's making a lot of good passes. He's not you yeah. know ball hogging it by any means. Like and you said, getting down the court, right? Yeah, he's making a lot of really good passes. So you forget that, that was such a good part of his game when he was in Indiana. Was that yeah. he can make passes and play make like that? That's the playground style that he has. <laughs> um, so that's especially helpful when he's running with the second unit with Dunn and Tyus that he can do a little bit of playmaking on his own. I saw there was a. Great situation where uh, Lance got the rebound and then kicked it out full court to Dorn Dunn, who kicked it to Tyus, and it uh, was you know beautiful. Lance Dunn Tyus for the score, and yeah. it's just like ball and touch the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> loved it. And so uh, you know it's fun to see that. I think he gives us a good look, and uh, it'll be interesting. Absolutely. All right. Um, that's uh, this week in Timberwolves basketball. Um, time to get to our sponsor. And uh, this week it is a uh, our sponsor is a wonderful new uh, documentary um, that will be uh, coming out soon. So um, without further ado, we'd like to uh, play the trailer for that. Uh, hope you enjoy. Basketball, the game Naismith invented. All you need is a ball and a peach basket. But on this balmy March evening, something else was needed: a dry court. 
I know Minnesota's cold, but this is ridiculous. In the NBA, they play the game indoors, far away from the elements. But sometimes, Mother Nature finds a way. Because uh, player safety, uh, safety for the officials, anybody out on the court running around, it was, um, it, you know, you just don't want to put yourself in a position where uh, injury is possible. What's the big deal with this slippery court anyways? You guys ever heard of towels? Why do I have to go home? You know, an injury can occur anytime, but something like that, where you know it's not safe from the start, you, you can't take that chance. This is my son's first Timberwolves game. We had just sat down with a big tub of popcorn when Usher approached and told us the game had been canceled. During any NBA game, you might witness these professional players mopping the court with their competition. But on this night, the only mopping being done were the futile attempts to drive a dangerously slippery hardwood. What if I told you that as fans were still entering the arena, the very stars they came to see were already gone? I just know that they didn't feel very confident going out there, playing 100%, uh, worried about their movement. I, I just thought mentally it, was, uh, it would have been challenging. It's been the ice, the condensation, the humidity, the combination of all of those things where the floor is too slippery. Disney on ice? More like Disney not nice. A player goes down, he slips, and, you know, if there's an injury, it's, that's tough to live with, you know. 30 for 30, slippery when wet. Power. 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 Time to rank some stuff. You know what really matters to us? Ranking stuff. Ranking. Everybody's like going online, reading the reviews, Metacritic. That's right. You know, Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone wants to know, what's the rating? What's the rank? We've got some numbers to put next to some things. And you know what? Just like all rankings, they're definitive <laughs> and accurate. That's right. Please don't come at us with this. Uh, this is final right here. Uh, today's power rankings, uh, the suggestion, the idea comes to us from a uh, friend of the pod, Nick Bootsin. Nick Bootsin, I hope I'm saying your name right, Nick. Uh, Nick wrote to us via email. He lives in Australia. He is at Nick James B. That's N-I-C James B on Twitter. Um, but he, son, come on. But son. Uh, he uh, sent us a message, and uh, he's a Wolves fan living in Australia and uh, had some had some cool questions for us. And hey, wanted how's, to, it, how's it down there in how's, Australia? How Can how I move it? there? How is it down under? I was thinking about it a couple years ago because Major League Baseball was making a big push in Australia. And they iron all kinds of jobs. I was like, man, Australia would be dope to live in. I would love to visit Australia. I have an Australian cattle dog, so we got that Perfect connection. Fit. I'm in a be band natural. called Cuckoo Kangaroo. Get that connection. Seems like we're idealizing it a bit much, though. I feel like it would be pretty great compared to uh, Trump's America. Yeah, of course it but, would But uh, apparently, like, video games cost, like, $100 down there. Oh, so well, there you go. rethink these. Well. Let us know how it is. We want to come hang out with Nick. Uh, he wrote to us asking about the best international Timberwolves players. Like, who we think are the best international players to ever wear a Wolves uniform. So we ranked them. We, Top eight. Yeah, we, we pulled out the elite eight. almost all of them. We tried to get as many as possible. There aren't that many. I mean, I guess the Wolves haven't been out for that long. But, you know, more importantly, I guess the first, like, 15 years of their existence, international guys weren't really a thing. It's sort of like a 
more recent deal, especially. I think like Adelman really liked international guys. He had lots of international players. Unlike um, uh, the twins who were exploiting Cuban labor in the oh, 60s. Oh, whoa, whoa. Sounds like an investigative report. They, <laughs> I, wish they would, I wish they would sign Cuban players now. Yeah. Um, so good. Good so yeah, we have eight guys to rank here. Um, let's get to it. We're going to start with eight. We're going to go all the way up to one. Um, if you got beef with this, hit us up on Twitter at Wolvescast and let us know what, what where you would rank these guys. Who's above who here? Um, let's start with number eight. We're going to start with the legendary Darko Milicic. Ooh, yeah. That's Darko right. all the way down at eight. So uh, we're talking about their careers, not just their Wolves careers. Full careers, right? yes, indeed. If you, um, you know, some of these guys played very briefly for the Wolves, but this is really looking at their careers start to finish, not just their time with Timberwolves. You know, I know what you're saying. Darko. The bust. The bust. The one that was picked before Carmelo yeah. Anthony and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, that Chris one. Bosch, yeah. That Darko. But listen, hear me out here. First, Darko got paid. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're a bust. You get that number two pick. That puts you in a good salary range for your rookie years. And then the Timberwolves paid him as well. Then they Timberwolves paid him not to play. So that guy had money. He was fine. People remember him, obviously, from being a bust, like we said. But he was a serviceable, probably should have been a backup center in the league for a while. He, was he won a championship, Neil. He, he has a ring. Uh, he could pass the ball. He has one more ring than Charles Barkley, everybody. Uh, he could pass the ball like Chris Webber. It was like manna from heaven. Yeah, so so Darko, you know, not obviously not a wonderful player. But as far as Wolves International players are concerned, could have ma- had a worse career. He, he makes our list. This guy was next. Uh, next up, you should take this one. <laughs> All right. Next up, number seven. This is uh, the older player on this on this list, the non sort of modern guy, Rasho Nesterovich. Rasho, Rasho uh, on the Wolves uh, in the late nineties. He was a part of those like ninety seven uh, to like two thousand one teams. I would say like that sort of era. Um, you know, he was uh, he was the he was the best. Uh, Timberwolf center until Pekovic came around, I would say. I believe he's he, the he was center right in, there. in NBA 2K. I think that's <laughs> okay. the Timberwolf center. Yeah. Rasho, very just dependable. Throw it into the throw it down to him. You know, wait, isn't Luke Longley international? Yeah, he could he could be on this list. He but could be not on this really. List. I mean, he, I, he he won rings, man. He won multiple. Rings. I think he was good. Longley, maybe you could slide him into this six, seven, eight area. Okay, you could have yeah, him down yeah. here. Yeah. But, I don't know, I guess I give the nod to Nesterovich, maybe. He's got a cooler name. He was with the team a little bit more, and I know we said that doesn't really matter, but maybe it mattered here a little bit for me. Well, I forgot Luke Longley was international. Yeah, (laughs) Aussie. Um, But, yes, Rasho, uh, mostly known for his appearance in a Timberwolves commercial. Um, uh, It was the campaign was called Watch Watch Them Work, and uh, they did an ad (laughs) where, I remember this very clearly, he was in an ad at a movie theater. Or sorry, uh, yes, he was at a movie theater. He, there was one where he was in a movie theater, and there's one where he's at a construction <laughs> site. So like the bit was like, watch these NBA players do everyday jobs, and uh, he was speaking in the bad construction site. Speaking one in broken English, timeless. It said the Vikings messed up because they have a new stadium and they didn't do any promo campaigns with all of the guys in like construction yeah, gear. You exactly. Know? They did it with the Twins when they built Target. Come on, yeah, they you should, know? it's just a they should always do it. It's easy. It's conventional. But yeah, yeah. Rasho's number seven. Moving on, number six. Another big number man. Six. Number six. Six, uh, Nikola Pekovic. I miss you, dude. Technically on the team this year, everybody. Still on the team. Still on the team, actually. Still on the roster. It must just f- feel silly for that person who t- types up the media <laughs> notes every night to be like, and also on the il- in the injury list, Nikola yeah. Pekovic. Yeah, not dressing tonight. Uh, so, man, I've got such great memories of Nikola Pekovic. What a fun guy. Jovial. Uh, 
a lot of fun to have on the team. Good chemistry guy. Also, I loved watching opposing NBA players bump into him and then bounce off of him. Like I've never seen Demarcus Cousins so shook in my life than when he he first got checked right. by Nikola Pekovic. He's just solid muscle mass, and because of that, yeah, I mean he's he's might actually be more just rock than man, but it's because of that, he was never built. He was built to be a statue, not milk, you know, <laughs> not meant to be an NBA player. Abala. Poor ankles could never handle that muscle builder frame that he had, and. Uh, I'll, I'll always miss him, but I'll always have a good spot in my heart. He had those rad tattoos. Incredible. Uh, oh, man. I he love sh- He should be higher on this list, probably. Like, if you would have asked me, you know, three years ago where Peck would be on this list, you know, I, I would think he would, you know, go down as one of the top couple international players we've ever seen. So For, like, two uh, years, he was a 2010 guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, very Two dependable. or three years, he was a 2010 guy. Got a good contract for himself that he can live off of. And, uh, you know, borderline all-star, I would say. One year, he was borderline. Yes. They uh, had the all-star campaign, the Bash Brothers, the Blues Brothers, <laughs> Kevin Love and Peck, you know, both the all-star game. Yeah. That alone puts them high on our hearts, just the promo items, you know. So beautiful. Love Peck, for sure. Hope, uh, wish him well in his uh, post-playing career. Uh, number five on the International Timberwolves players list, Gorgie Zhang. Current Gorgie player. Zhang. We're getting into the current players right now. Gorgie, he's already way up there. Um, He's won know, a NCAA title, very, very good. Which you know, it doesn't matter in the NBA, but does matter when the Still Hall of Fame's good. looking at his career yeah. you know, later. Still good. Best player on Team Senegal in the, uh, international play. Yeah, he's got a great international and college resume already, and he's building his NBA resume currently. He's, uh, I believe, in his fourth year. Um, got a nice big extension uh, prior to this year that I'll kick in next fall. And when he got that extension, no one said he was overpaid because oh. that's how generally well-respected he is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's liked to run the league for his game. and He can you, speak five different languages, including his native tongue, Wolof, <laughs> where Gorgie means the old one. <laughs> there you go. I like that. A little trivia there for you. Yes. But yes, Gorgie, uh, you know, I think he can move up on this list potentially. You know, we'll see what the next couple names are, but Great I think ahead. hopefully Gorgie, you know, has another, you know, six, seven, eight years in his career here oh, in the man. NBA. I can't wait till Gorgie just like the jump shot takes off and he starts doing that Dirk shot from like three. Or... Yeah, he's well on his way. Yeah. He's, he's a wonderful player. He's very underrated in most senses, but here in Minnesota, we know what it's about. We know about, we know Gorgie's value. Uh, top five in the league and charges taken. Ah. Uh, just beautiful. You love a guy who does that's that. The, yeah, that's why he's respected by his teammates. Everyone yeah. loves him. Yeah. Apparently he's quite the clown. Uh, Scott, who's next on our list? J.J. Uh, Barea. Ooh. I have, you know, he was a frustrating player to have because sometimes Adelman would play him instead of Ricky, and we need a Ricky, and we would get this Barea who can only run pick and rolls and take his own shot. <laughs> but I would be lying if I would say it wasn't thrilling to watch him. And I loved watching him get into opposing players' heads every game. He, he got Kevin Durant to get into technical cussing him out one time because <laughs> Bray would get into the body and he would, you know, and then he would flop basically. And because he's so small, they would call that foul. Bray is an interesting one on this list. He's had a great NBA career. He's a champion. I mean, unlike Darko, like he played a big role in he's that. It's a Mavs. crucial role. He yeah. started games in that Mavs yeah, final played series. Played a big role, he, and he's had a great NBA in fact, he career. Got, he guarded LeBron and got LeBron to commit a foul on him. That's what I'm saying. JJ, get those fouls. He's pesky. Uh, Britt Rob called him one time a fire hydrant with uh, sneakers. (laughs) He's built like one. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 So uh, so JJ's hard on this because he only had like two 
years here with the Wolves and was a backup yeah, the whole time. Like four, it felt like forever. But was it only two? Uh, I feel like it was at least three. three. It's got to be three at least. Man. But yeah, so you know, he was an Adelman favorite and and uh, you know played well while he's here, but definitely had a better career elsewhere with the Mavs where he currently is. So you know, I think Berea, especially for his uh, non Timberwolves stuff, I think he has to be um, here in the top five. I think that's where we got to put him. I agree. Yeah, he played a large role for the Wolves and has won an NBA championship. All right. Played a large role for it. Number three, we're going Ricky Rubio. Ricky, My boy. Ricky is... Everyone loves Ricky. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. Yeah, Ricky is amazing and... Wait, I just got to put the bullet point. Number three. So Ricky, to me, beats out Berea because he has been a starting NBA point guard for the first six years of his career, albeit for mostly bad teams. Mm-hmm. But he it's, it's a great era for NBA point guards right now. And Ricky is, you know, a middling sort of, you know, 15 to, you know, around, around the middle of the NBA as far as NBA point guards go. So, I mean... I don't know if you can say that about Brea. Sure, Brea's played longer, has has an NBA championship, you know, might be obviously is a better scorer. Um, but I think Rubio's a better all around player, and I think when it's all said and done, Rubio will have the better career, even if he doesn't win a title. He has a better smile, he's much more handsome, better <laughs> hair, taller, you know. Alexi, change change his face. Be happy. And if we're gonna bring the, Enjoy it. If we're going to bring the international play in, Rubio's international play is, is miles ahead of what, yeah. of what Brea can bring to the table. Team Puerto Rico never goes anywhere. Yeah, whereas Ricky's uh, medaled numerous times in international play and Olympics and stuff. So Rubio's got to be above Brea, I think, in this ranking. All right, number two. Number two. <laughs> We got Andrew Wiggins, Wiggy, your boy, Wiggy Witch, Rookie Wiggy. of the Year. Canada counts, y'all. I know it's connected to our country, but it counts. Yeah, it feels more disconnected <laughs> from our country every single day, let Ooh, me tell you. yeah. Take us with you, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, no, Twi- uh, Wiggins, famous Canadian, I want, already one of the best Canadian basketball players of all time. Ooh. And uh, Andrew Wiggins can fly. Oh, my goodness, Andrew Wiggins can <laughs> um, but he's just putting up crazy scoring numbers. He's, you know, if you look at, you know, those lists that are like at age 21, here are the other players who have scored as many points as Wiggins Kobe, LeBron, yeah. you know, Melo. And that's about it. You know, there's like not many. And so for his age, he's already in the elite range, the 99th percentile of scorers at his age in his career. Yeah, Andrew being at number two on this list is obviously something of a projection of what he will be um, in his, his upcoming years. I think if it was just for his work here, maybe he, um, you know, to date, it would maybe be a little bit lower. But you got to you gotta look into his raw scoring right now and then what he will be going forward, I think. He's the first player on this list who can and probably will not only make an all-star team, but probably make an all-NBA team yes. at some point in his career. And so he, he's got that kind of talent. He's working with that kind of trajectory. So, yeah, it's a little projection, but I feel comfortable putting him up here because as we know about Andrew Wiggins. Oh, my goodness, Andrew Wiggins can fly! Shout out to Drew Wiggs, man. Right, he's finally listening. You're probably listening. Drew Wiggins, number two on our list. Let's round it out, Scott, here. This is, this is drama-filled right now. Number one. Andre Karolinko. Yep, we did it. We did it. We had to do it. It was it was hard. He's it had was, a great career. It wasn't an easy decision. Just a long, lengthy, one of the best international careers ever, really. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I think he's in the top ten. I mean, Dirk's probably number one, or Hakeem, you know, but still. I'd yeah. say uh, in that top 10 is Andre. Just had a great Karen career. Lico, Did it great. all. Had so many 5x5 five five games, you know? Yeah, he's the king of the 5x5. Five five. Um, he was the EuroLeague MVP in 2012. 
Um, you know, he was uh, he's a two-time FIBA Europe Men's Player of the Year. He is Russian League MVP. He he he, he won Russia that bronze medal in 08. That's right. He's done wonderful I things. Mean, 2012. Man, and, yeah, he's done great things for for Team Russia, but also in the NBA. I mean, he had a 10-year career with Utah. And then, um, you know, played here um, for a year. Probably played with Brooklyn. One-time All-Star. One-time All-Star in 2004. He was NBA All-Defensive first team in 2006. Wow. Um, he's two times on the second team for All-Defense uh, in 04 and 05. So, he's got a beautiful family. He led the league in blocks in 2005. That's dragon <laughs> tattoo on his back. That's incredible. So, I don't know. Andre is easy to love. His, his game is incredible. Um, really fun to watch. Uh, again, as, as, a, as a you know defensive player, mostly as, as a guy who can move the ball, who can pass the ball. Yeah, he's, he's won a bronze medal uh, in the Olympics. Just, just a great player. So we had to put him first, even though he only played one year for the Wolves. We both have AK-47 jerseys. He's one yeah. of the all-time great nicknames. Oh, that, that should matter. Yeah. You nicknames. Know, maybe this is what started, though, because like AK-47, <laughs> perfect. That's a gun. It's in GoldenEye. I know. <laughs> and whereas it's like Chris Paul, CP3. What is, what is that? Get that out of here. Yeah. CP3. Yeah. Okay, for a all right, Whatever. that is our International Timberwolves player power rankings. Everybody, let us know what you um, disagreed with. Oh, our honorable mentions, Oliver Candy, uh, Marco Yarich, Nemanja Bialica, Alexi Shved, and Shane Heal. Those guys uh, didn't quite make the cut, but... Uh, Alexi, change change his face. Be happy. Enjoy. Alexi Shved will always have that moment. Maybe next time, you guys. Okay, um, let's keep it moving. Time for Weekly Wolfies. Presenting your Weekly Wolfies. That's right, everybody. It's Weekly Wolfies, the time of the show where we give out awards or demerits <laughs> to a certain thing or concept. Or we, we can really do what we want, you know? Whatever. So here's my Wolfie for this week, everybody. <laughs> I know on Twitter I'd promised that I was going to make my Weekly Wolfie the Target Center for... Uh, the slippery court stuff. <laughs> I felt like we covered that a lot, so I want to yeah. give a shout out. Yeah, we talked about that a lot tonight. Draw some positive energy towards uh, nice. one of our favorite NBA writers, Zach Lowe. Oh yeah, I don't read him quite as often as I used to because you know Grantland was the place to be. Now but it's just crummy old ESPN. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we got four. Uh, we shouldn't talk about our sponsor Padley like that. You know, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, check that check bounces. I'll fault. edit that out. Uh, Zach. Uh, Walton doing, I mean, Zach Walton, Zach Lowe doing a yearly column that he started at Grantland, keeps up the tradition. It's called the Luke Walton All-Stars, where he picks some role players or, you know, not guys who are ever going to be All-Stars, really, but just, you know, some of the guys on the margins of the league that are doing well and getting things done. Some role players. And we had four former Timberwolves on this list, so I just wanted to... You know, recognize them. First and foremost, happy to get such a positive report on Michael Beasley, a co-captain oh. <laughs> and starter on the Luke Walton All-Stars. There's a line, uh, Zach concluded, Beasley may never live up to the hype of being a number two pick, but he's an NBA player again, heading toward a free agency payday. Oh, and there's And it's a nice little story. Yeah. Get that, get that coin for him. It's a nice little story uh, for one of my favorite players. I've always had a lot of love for Beasley. Yeah, and he's eccentric. They're talking about how he figured it out. Like, he went to China. He's coming back now. He's like a role model. He's actually a great clubhouse chemistry guy. They're talking about how he's always going out on the team dinners. And, like, and like every time they go out, like he, he does, like, the coach, like, I think it's the assistant coach, who takes him out for these team dinners. And Beasley always goes on every one and helps the other teammates. And, like, it, it, you should go read it. It's it Bees. So positive. Bees um, growing up. Also on this list, we have Luke Richard Baamute. Mm. Already, saw him, we saw him We saw him this week. 
I love this piece from it. Bob Mute credits his strong play to a new sleep regimen. He vowed in the offseason to sleep at least 12 hours a night and has mostly kept it up amid a crazy NBA travel, even if he has to hit the sack right as his teammates hit the town. 12 is nice, but I want more, he said. I can sleep 14 or 15 hours now. If we don't have practice, I can sleep all day. Uh, Luke Richard has something has a lot in common with uh, my dog Josie. Uh, I, sleeping all the time. I can actually sleep twelve hours a day every day, and like I used to think that well. I used to think you know easy, easy, and I used to think there was something wrong with me. But maybe I'm just like Luke. Right. I bet sleeping. Luke has something wrong with him. I bet he's like he got a tapeworm or he's like anemic or something. Yeah, he's, he's just like gotta go to the doctor. Doesn't seem right. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Ellington, who is launching nine triples per thirty six minutes, fifth in the league uh, above nice. uh, one people who play that many minutes. So good to see Wayne finding success in Miami. I love Wayne. I got a Wayne Ellington Wolves jersey. Which one? Because he had to change his number. I think it's nineteen. <laughs> yeah, same as same as Cassell. And then shouts to Anthony Tolliver holding things down for the Canes. It's, we uh, see a lot of people come and go with the Timberwolves, and we've always held a I want it back. Fond part. Come of, on back. An important part in our heart for the you know the journeymen that have come through the Minnesota system. You know they say once a Nick, always a Nick. It's yep. like once a wolf, we'll always talk about you on our podcast. Yeah, that's right. So uh, go read Zach Lowe's article, everybody. Four wolves right there in the Luke Walton All Stars. So good. I'm so happy for him. I'm happy for all of them. You know. Love it. Uh, my weekly Wolfie, I'm going to give it uh, this week to uh, the Jack Links. Give it my weekly Wolfie to Jack Links Jerky Working Out with Sasquatch campaign. When I first saw this, I thought it was kind of corny. Thought it was something that was sort of a, I feel like one of the biggest things in advertising over the last like five years has been um what's the what's the soap the old spice old spice very old spice ish right so i feel like everyone's trying to do that like i feel like everyone's like pointing to that like how do we get that and this jack links thing does have some some tones of that but i think in the overall campaign they've they've overcome it let's listen to um some clips from the jack links uh jerky uh campaign jack links jerky presents working out with sasquatch what's in my gym bag socks moisturizer for my calves Fully grown North American Badger. Why? Because working out with Sasquatch. It's based on functional movements to build strength and speed and tallness by eating protein-packed Jack Link's jerky. That's 100% beef. Yeah, so Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, what a pitch man. What yeah. a great pitch man. He's, He's the best it. pitch man we've ever had. <laughs> KG had a lot of iconic ads, but like nothing that... Uh, nothing where he had to speak a lot. Yeah, he's not a salesman like Towns, man. Yeah. Every so, brand should be trying so to get Towns. Towns is in these ads. Uh, the link, uh, we'll add a link, a Jack link, uh, to our show notes. And you can uh, see there's a whole page full of all these ads. Um, but yeah, you definitely got to check They're them out. They're pretty good. funny. Jack Link's jerky. That's right. <laughs> Just fun little put bits like I that. Saw, I saw, I was almost tempted. There's this deal that's called the cat box or whatever. Ooh, it's a Carl Anthony Towns too, box yeah. where you buy a box of like four different like small packs of their jerky. It's the like different a variety flavors, pack, yeah. yeah. And it comes with a Carl Anthony Towns poster. A, 25, with, a 24 by 36 inch poster. Yeah, that's a big poster. Big, yeah, of him with the, you know, Sasquatch in the ad gear. On. I was tempted by that as well. I was very close to buying it, and but I need the, to save my money. And that's I'm one of the reasons that. that I like this. They're going beyond. They have merch items to go with this. Um, I just there's multiple ads. They have a whole website with it. I think they're doing a great job. So Jack Links. How do you feel about Jack Links beef jerky? Do you ever eat beef jerky? I, I have had some Trader Joe's beef jerky recently, but mm-hmm. I gotta try the Jack it's Links so bougie. stuff. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not a big beef jerky fan, but I just had turkey jerky for the <gasps> first time, and that was uh, somehow better. So um, you know, but I would be willing to try the Jack Links beef jerky. 
if they just would send one of those boxes with the cat poster to the podcast. I think that's a good trade. I think that's I think that's what it should be. I mean, they're pretty much a sponsor at I mean, this point. We're pretty much playing your ads, so the least you could do is kick us some. You know what? Keep the jerky. We're literally playing just, your ads. Just send us the poster, you know? <laughs> oh, some jerky. We'll try it out. Could be a Target Center food review. Um, <laughs> I like okay, that. They sell uh, it there now. Time to wrap up the show with a game. All right, Neil. I've known you for a long time. Yeah. Been together for a long time. Uh, you know, basically my entire life, really. Basically. So, uh, maybe you should be able to get some, some things about me. We're, we're adapting the rules of a newlywed game. Yes. But we're not newlywed, Neil. I've known you for 29 and a half years now. That's right. We, we are going to attempt to, um, guess what each other would say about some given questions here about the wolves. You know how the newlywed game works. All right, let's go to our first question. So we question. each wrote down some, que- some answers. We're yep. going to see who gets them. Okay. So the first question is, who is your favorite non-KG Timberwolf player ever? Okay, okay. Because obviously we'd both pick Kevin Garnett. Yes, uh, he, he's the best. Um, Uncontroversial pick. So, so how are we going to do this? Are you going to guess mine first? or Yeah, let me yours? guess you. Neil, I think your favorite non-KG player in Wolves history has been Kevin Love. Ooh. Who do we have? My answer was Ricky Rubio. Oh, man. Okay, okay now I guess yours. Okay. Scott, I think you also said Ricky Rubio. Would it be? All right. How can you not? All right. Pretty tricky Ricky. Oh. I love you, Ricky. All right, next one here. All um, right. Who was your favorite former Timberwolves role player slash journeyman? Had Scott, a lot of people come you, through here. We already talked about a it. A lot of guys. Okay, Scott, why don't you go ahead and guess who I who I picked for my favorite Timberwolves role player? You already brought him up on the show, Neil. It's Andre Karolinko. You did it. Yes. You did it. You did it. I had a feeling it wasn't going to be Spreewell, but that was the only other one. I was like, huh. Okay, um, Scott. It was a fun year. I think um, this person was also brought up in the show today, just very, very recently. I'm gonna have to guess Michael Beasley. All right, that's right. Super cool bees. Okay, he's got some great tattoos. I want to oh. get a super cool bees tattoo. I, I just saw some the other day that he had. He's like, like the DC, like the Washington or the Washington Nationals logo, right? The W. Yeah, I think he has that. Like BC, you know, yeah, like BC. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, that's great. I love him. All right, Neil. Next question. Of course, we both pick Crunch about our favorite NBA mascot. He's the Duh. best in the biz. We love Duh. you, Crunch. Yeah. So the question is, who's your favorite NBA mascot that is not Crunch? All right, go ahead and guess mine, Scott. What do you, what do you think it was? What do you think it was? This is hard. I think that yours is Benny the Bite Ball. Sorry. Ah. Sorry, I had a hard time with this one, but I went with the guy we mentioned last week, Clutch. Clutch. Ah, uh, my second... From Houston. My runner-up was going to be Rumble the Bison. <laughs> that wasn't close. Yeah, okay. So who do I think yours is, though, Scott? Who is your favorite mascot? Um, you know, I'm not really sure, but let me guess. Let me guess the Suns Gorilla. Would that be right? Oh, no. That's a good mascot, but mine is also Clutch. Ah! You can't beat the best in the biz. He's got that hula hoop. He drops his pants, man. He's so funny. I love Clutch. We the same. We the same. All right, Neil. Great next question. Obviously, Uh, the T-Wolves are our favorite team. Yep. Who's your favorite non-Timberwolves team in the league? Let me guess yours first, Scott. Okay. Your favorite non-Wolves team. Would... is this just like right now, or was it, has it been this way for a while? Well, we left it question. kind of open-ended, but I guess it's been this way for a while. You were talking about me. All right, I'm going to go ahead and guess Chicago Bulls. Oh, 
That's a great guess. Okay, okay, okay. But I'm saying the San Antonio Spurs. Ooh, good one. You gotta love Pop. You gotta good love one. Timmy. You gotta love Kawhi. I love the whole organization. Good one. It's so easy to love. I think you can get mine, Scott. It also has been probably the last 15 years or so. Well, then that's so the Chicago think, Bulls. Don't think, don't think, don't think too far back. Think, think more recent than that. Who's my favorite NBA team? Go ahead, oh, guess again. Man, I think you can get it. Dallas Mavericks. You did it. That's right. <laughs> You love that love Dirk Carlisle situation. Yeah, even before they won the finals, I was just hoping for, you know, to be able to get that, uh, you know, to get Dirk to get that title, and they finally did. So I was stoked in 2011 when it happened. I still love those two. <laughs> Carlisle's got that magic, man. They're yeah. gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna be the eighth seed. Yeah. All right, Neil. Final question: What is your favorite Target Center concession snack? Mmm. Well, Scott, go ahead and guess mine, and I'll guess yours. All right, Neil. Yours is ice cream. You got it. Don't forget that waffle cone, though. He's got that sweet tooth. Waffle cone, ice cream. They no longer have, um, you know, they no, they no longer have the, you know, the, the licorice that we you typically eat. So sad. Bring back the wallaby um, licorice. That was really the best. But that was my favorite. But now it's ice cream. Uh, Scott, what is yours? What would your favorite Target Center snack be? Um, food. Food-wise. Um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, my original answer was beer, but then once I changed the language of snack, I had to change it. Yeah, not beer. Um, Scott, I am going to guess that you like drama. Uh, Howlin' Chicken Nachos? Yes! Wow! Yes! Wow! It took me a while. I couldn't believe it. I actually I used every second of that to formulate my answer. I uh, almost took that question out because I felt like it was too hard for me because I don't have like an easy one, you know. I could have just said nachos and that probably would have done all right, but <laughs> still, I'm impressed because like I was almost like I don't think I have one, and then yeah. I knew it was the nachos. There we go. We did it. We did newlywed game. We did the show. I had lots of fun while doing the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for checking us out. I know it's a little bit easier these days. The Wolves are winning. So They're much playing fun. well. They're uh, playing aren't defense. you excited just to watch this whole week? You get Golden State. It's incredible. Uh, a couple other fun games. We're going to go to the Wizards game on Monday. So if you're there, give us a shout. Yeah, again, more great teams coming in. As long yeah. as the game is happening. Uh, hopefully we don't show up. Yeah, in the next week we have Golden State, Milwaukee, Washington, Boston. <laughs> Murderers Row uh, right there. So that is... Nobody said it'd be easy, but we're yeah. playing our best basketball of the season. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's respect on my name. Remember that. You know, so, that's what I'm saying. This is the time. Yes, indeed. So um, thank you for joining us, everybody. We'll be back next week with another show. Follow Please us at WolvesCast. Uh, tell your friends to follow us at WolvesCast. Retweet our tweets, and then maybe somebody who follows you will see it and be like, huh, that's good. <laughs> All right, uh, appreciate everybody listening. We'll see you next week. Jack Link's Jerky presents Working Out with Sasquatch. Protein is an essential part of muscle growth and also the ability to wear just a vest. No shirt, just vest. Feed your pectorals Jack Link's Jerky made with 100% beef.